teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the precision and the power of your word. Thank you because every day new mercies we see. Take all the glory today in Jesus' name. Help me tell your neighbor, say, Welcome to church. Tell them, Are you ready? Because God is about to blow your mind. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, before we close the service, our benediction is usually the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Then we say, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the presence of the Lord forever. These are all in line with his word. Glory be to God in the highest. Then we say, for the Lord of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Glory be to God in the highest. Then we say, for the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And what? He quickens my mortal body to the glory of his holy name. Amen. Now, that has become a cliche to many. But it's not. It's a prayer. It's an affirmation. It's a confirmation. It's a confession. In which case, it's ever-producing results. So we start today from Romans 8, verse 11. I'm talking on the anointing within. Romans 8, 11. I read, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Through his spirit who dwells in you, I take it again. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life or quicken in the King James your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. So the question is this. Are you saying that the Spirit of God dwells in me exactly. That's what it is. That's what the scripture is saying. Because that's exactly what God has done. Now, this is Paul writing. For clearer understanding, let's back up a little bit to verse 9. It says, but you are not. So this is not a suggestion. This is a categorical statement of truth. You are not in the flesh. He's not saying that you are still not living in the body, but he says that you are not 
an unbeliever. You are not subject to the laws of the flesh. You are not controlled by the laws of this world. You are not in the flesh. If, everybody say if. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. What does that tell you? If you are born again, the spirit of Christ is in you. No controversy. How come I'm still behaving this way? How come this is still overcoming me? How come? It's simply one reason. We lack understanding. That would mean I lack adequate understanding of who I am. That is who he has made me and what he has given me. The truth is this. It is to the extent that you have this understanding that you live victorious Christian life. Not two ways. So you see, here we have if indeed. And of course it makes it clear. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. He's not his. And if Christ is in you, now verse 9 says, the Spirit of God. Verse 10 says, Christ. So what are you saying? Bible is saying now that you are born again, Christ dwells in you. How? By his spirit. If you don't have that spirit in you, you are not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. If Christ is in you, if the Spirit is in you, if the Spirit is in you that makes you His, that makes the Bible to declare clearly that you are not in the flesh, if Christ is in you, the body is dead. So what is he saying? You may have Him fully and still behave like you are an unbeliever. It's a choice. You can have Him fully and still be ruled over by the elements of this world. It's a choice. Like I said, it's because you don't have the requisite understanding. So what's the essence of church? That we allow the Holy Ghost to open our eyes to the reality of who he has made us and what we have. I'm saying to someone here today, your days of limitations are over. In the name of Jesus. Now you can appreciate why from the Old Testament it says, they that know. Daniel 11, 32 be. It is those who know their God that will what? Be strong and do exploits. Glory be to God in the highest. So when you see what somebody who professes Christianity and behaving like he's never gone to church before, he's ruled by the other spirit. Yet, the power is there. Being neglected. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life. Can you imagine you have so much life, and yet, because of righteousness, yes. Now 11. 
But if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead <laughs> dwells in you, that's what he does. He raises from the dead. He gives life. He quickens. What do you think is doing in your body? Okay. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, hallelujah, to your mortal bodies through his spirit. How does he do it? Through his where that what dwells I am certain in the name of Jesus that somebody under the sound of my voice cannot wait to get out there into the world. Everything that used to pursue you will begin to sink before you in the name of Jesus. You are just talking to my No, I'm not. This understanding doesn't just happen. If it happens, every other thing will react. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. And yet, ever since you've been coming to this church, there has been no day that you didn't didn't declare the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The only point is that you've not taken time to just meditate on that scripture. We didn't just put it there. It came by the spirit. Everything that you see there came by the spirit. Just like the name of the church came by the spirit. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. So Paul here was arguing clearly that what makes you a Christian is the spirit that was inside of you, period. Nothing else. Oh, no, is it not because I accepted Jesus? Oh, yeah, that's what it means. If you believe enough to accept him, he said, I and my father will come and make your body our dwelling. We will come and live there. It's all about the Bible. And we realize that Jesus taught it separately to the disciples before he left. Hallelujah. First in John chapter 4, you remember when he had need to go through Samaria and he started talking with this woman of Samaria and he was talking about the water. He said, the water I will give to you will become in you a well of life. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. So he was saying, you don't understand. You are talking ordinary water. I am the living water. When I give you this water, it will never go dry. Again, he said it in John chapter 7. On that great day of feast, or the day of the great feast, he stood there and shouted, if anyone thirsts, he said, come unto me. Glory be to God in the highest. And by the time he finished, he was teaching the same principle. What did he say? He said, because if you... Out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of the living water. And he said, this he was talking about the Holy Ghost, which we give to those who believe, because the Holy Ghost was yet given. So in other words, we're saying that those who believe we have living water, and water of life flowing. You know what somebody said? DP Pry. He said, that is the mark. It's like the mark that the shepherd put on his sheep. So we all take all our, our heads to go graze by the sea or by the, in the grasslands and we see tens and hundreds of thousands, but every shepherd knows his own. There's a mark. 
Some use some kind of fire to just mark their backs. You just see their cross, cross, cross. Some is star, some is moon, 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 moon. So when he's, he knows what he wants. And by the way, if he stands in the place and says, Ow! all of them will run towards him. My sheep knows my voice. He says it's like the mark. And of course, we're told in the book of Ephesians, said the seal of our salvation is the Holy Ghost. You know what that means? It is the sign that is on you. So in the billions of sheep around, he can spot you. It doesn't look like sign, it glows like light. That's why he says, you are the light of the world. You are a lighthouse in the darkness of this world, no matter how dark it is. You are a lighthouse. You cannot be covered. His spirit is in you. It glows all through. So you're like a city on a hill. Then number two of the ceiling is such that this is a, this is a down payment. What you see glowing and the unstoppable, unconquerable, say it's just a down payment. The full payment will be made at the rapture. What you are seeing is nothing. I'm talking of you, the believer. We teach these things as much as we can in the believer's class. So Jesus had been teaching it. So he taught it there in John 7. And of course, in John chapter 14, when he was talking about, he will send the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, we have, um, where he said, I think verse 16, where he said, that, ah, he will come to you, but you will not just say, I will send the Holy Spirit, he will come upon you. You're not just coming upon you, he will come to dwell in you. So it's expertly, many areas he talked about it, but we didn't give it the kind of attention that is required, otherwise we would have been taking, getting some things out of this stuff. So Jesus there was saying it. What about John? John talked about the same thing. What did John say in 1 John 4, 4? Hey, he said, greater is he that is in you, come on, than he that is in the world. So he said, about the one inside of you. Paul was talking about it. He said, hey, don't you see that this is the reason why we have these treasures in earthen vessels, right? That the excellencies of the power may belong to God and not us. Glory be to God in the highest. So we have this power in us. That's what separates us from the world. That's what makes us Christians. Glory be to God in the highest. Can somebody say with me? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells and he quickly you see why Christians can stay healthy most of their lives. All their lives actually. We all run into trouble. Because we don't have understanding, or because we get distracted, or because we forget. Oh, I feel the fire. Here can Hagen. He said, age 16, by the time I got to know this, I was condemned never to see my 16th birthday. He said, no, 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 I lived beyond it. He died in, I think, almost 87, thereabout. Never one day headache. And he was teaching, he said, there are many ways about healing in the Bible. He said, but this is one sure way. By his spirit that dwells inside of you. He will give life. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. Oh, glory, 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 glory. In Acts 13, verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing what? And how, how does that define the Bible? The doing good. He went about doing good. What does that mean? Healing all who are oppressed of the devil. So doing good means that healing all who are oppressed of the devil. So in other words, I'm going to put it in layman's term or in our today's English, relieving everybody of their burdens. Hallelujah. Of their spiritual burdens. Their physical burdens. Their financial burdens. 
Come on. I mean, this same power within will not only affect my physical system, everybody under my influence, everybody in the circle of my oppression, you are the light of the world. No man puts up the light and puts it under a bushel. But that every man should see. He says, so let your light so shine so that men will see. You will not only be affected, you will affect light. Tell yourself, I'm a Christian. The Spirit of God to us in me. Glory be to God in the highest. Mm. <laughs> amen, amen. Before then, let me still tell you more about Paul. Remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16? 1 Corinthians 3, 16, write it down. He was talking about again how to keep yourself. He says, Know you not that you are the temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. So he said, No, I'm struggling. No, 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 no. He's always a choice. If you don't choose to meditate on this word of God, things of this world will always rule you. But if you choose to do, you will rule them. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Paul still, all to the Corinthian church. Know you know that your body is the temple. Can you now see why Paul was different? Why Paul was so sound? Why Paul could command so much of authority in the New Testament? It was what he knew. And what he gave attention to. What you don't give attention to, you don't really grasp. Put the world best 11 in one team. Let them not practice. Let them just be gallivanting around and be playing. Put those who are not so sure of themselves together under a good coach. They will mess them up. Yeah. That's why it's not how expensive your team is. Maybe the list of your players cost you about 100 million pounds. All right, we hear you. And somebody is taking those who are going on loan. Free offload. By the time he finishes coaching them, they mess up all the billions. What you don't practice, you don't master. And so many have the power, but they don't have results. But that is changing permanently in somebody's life today in the name of Jesus. <laughs> he says, No, you're not. No, you're not. You are the temple. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are the temple. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Filled with praise, filled with power, filled with glory. Filled with glory. Filled with grace, filled with power, filled with glory. Filled with grace, filled with power, filled with glory. Oh, say, I am the temple. I am the temple of the Holy Hallelujah. You know what we're saying? I expect better things of you. Come on! Why are you allowing the devil to kick you around? Don't you know who you are? That's just 1 Corinthians. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 6 from verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians, he did, he dealt with it. Second, he dealt with it. Oh my goodness. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Ah, when we want to get married, when we tell you, you don't hear us. Is that guy a Christian? Yes. Is that girl a Christian? Yes. You know what we mean. Oh, he worships in our church. Is that what makes him a Christian? 
It's not everyone that comes to church that is a Christian. Come on. Nobody's true, but you know that. But when we are telling you, you are blinded by love. So you make a choice. You live by the consequences of your choice. Is he a Christian? Does he live like one? She's a Christian. Is she living like one? But you chose. In the same manner, you have this power, but you always make your choices. Do not be. This is clear. For what fellowship? Listen. What fellowship has righteousness and lawlessness? So in other words, look at look. Draw your table now. Lawlessness, righteousness. Go ahead. For what fellowship has righteousness and lawlessness? What communion has lighter light, darkness? You are see. He made it clear. You chose. What accord has Christ and Belial? He's calling the believer light, Christ. He's calling that one darkness, unbeliever, lawlessness. So, and you are choosing. Or what part has believer and unbeliever? Can you see? And what agreement has the temple of God and idol? He calls you the believer, the temple of God. He calls the unbeliever the idol. But you were blinded because of money. You were blinded because there is pressure. You are blinded because of infatuation. You lost me so much. I don't think any man can ever. Uh, what are you talking about? But let me finish that. As God has said, I will what? I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Some people that dwell in them means that we are many, so it's among this one of us. I hear you. But go back and study it. Yes, that's agreed. But more than that, in you, Jesus said in you. 3.16 says in you. 6.19 says in you. Here it says in you. He will dwell in you. He will walk through you. He will speak through you. So you can see these teachings. So quickly, let me now go to this. Jesus Christ, anointed with Holy Ghost, I'm doing good. What does that tell you? That means that everywhere he went, burdens are lifted. Burden lifting, yoke destroying, anointing that sits in him is released. He did it temporarily. And that's why everywhere he went, there were results. In fact, so much so that he demonstrated in his transfiguration, they went with him upstairs to the mountain. While they were looking, they just saw light. The first were still seeing light was glowing, glowing until suddenly they would not see his cloth, they would not see his flesh, they would not see his skin. Everything was light. They were, everybody fell down. He manifested from within. Glory be to God in there. You are a special being. You are a different person. You have the life of God in you. You can only be limited to the extent that you allow limitations. The choice is always yours. You can rise up from here today and say, Never again in the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost dwells inside of me. Glory be to God in the highest. I know what I'm talking about. I do. For many, church is a game. For many, it's a club. It is not. It is life. It is life. 
So there's no struggling with it. You are the temple. So now that we've established that you are the temple, what do you do with it? What did Jesus do everywhere he went? He knew he had him. So what was he doing? He was releasing the Holy Ghost from inside of him. How does he quicken my mother body? Let him be him. You know what Kenegan says? He said, what do you think he's doing in you now that you know he isn't? You think he's just picking a ride with you? So all through life, you just be giving him a ride. So when you're about to pass, you'll jump down, wait for another ride. No. If he dwells there, he will lighten up that system. If he dwells there, he will give life to that system. Don't tell me you're a Christian. And the devil is writing you. If he's there, he says, if you don't have the spirit in you, you are none of his. And I'm here to tell everybody, anybody, if you're a born again Christian, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Let me say it again. In the name of Jesus, if you're a born again Christian, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Then as many voices as I'm hearing, you carry the power of God in you. You don't need any man to give you permission. So release. So the question is, how do I release it? Simple, by faith. And I'll explain that. But again, to further address something. In Luke 5, remember when Jesus was in the place, 517, can you quickly flash it? Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of law sitting by who had come from Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And shall we read together? Because he was there, the power was there. And what? He was teaching, so the power was there. But you know what happened? That didn't do anything. The Pharisees, the Pharisees, they were there criticizing him. But three people that recognized that they had a problem at home ran home to go and bring their friend who was paralytic. The Bible said when they came, they had nowhere to come and the people was jammed. And so you begin to wonder, how come the place was jammed? And nothing was happening. Religious spirit. But some people knew. They went home. The place was jammed. And yet they all had problems. When they came, they looked for the roof and lowered him. Verse 20. And when Jesus saw, what, what did he see? Come on, talk to me, talk to me. Oh, when he saw the paralytic man? No. When he saw their effort? No. Well, it was their effort. What does the effort translate to? Faith. How do you release it? Faith. Glory be to God in the highest. Remember the woman with the of blood? If I may touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Then finally, she did, didn't she? Yes. Guess what happened? She was instantly healed. Then she ran and hid in the crowd. Somebody's instant healing is starting. In fact, it's now in the name of Jesus. Instant deliverance is now in the name of Jesus. And then Jesus said, Who touched me? And the said, Look at this man. What kind of crazy question? People were falling over me all over, all over him. You were saying, Who touched me? What do you mean, Who touched me? He said, Because power left me. I said, there's power inside of you. And see, the interesting thing about this one was that she recognized that power was in Jesus. And guess what? She came to receive. So you release and receive by faith. Everything that God will give you in life is by faith. The just shall live 
by faith. Blind Bartimaeus. And what did he say to the woman? He said, oh, go in peace, my daughter. Your faith. Hey. Blind Bartimaeus, the same thing. Go, your faith. How do we release it? By faith. Another aspect of this is this. What helps faith? How do we make faith work? Here this St. Paul. He said something in Colossians 1, 29. I want you to read. So that I can understand why Paul li- somebody's life is about to change forever. In the name of Jesus. It's a matter of understanding. See what Paul said. To this end, I also what? It wasn't endorsed laziness. Come on. Can't be lay about and uh, and because it's by faith, I don't have to. No, no, no. You have to believe. And to believe, you have to find out and understand. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. He said, I labor, striving according to his what? Which what? Which works where? If he does not walk in, you cannot walk outside. Why will Paul say, according to his mighty working? Give me King James. We are on two hours labor, striving according to his working. Which worked where? In me, mightily. He's working, which worked mightily in me. He's working, which worked mightily in me. So that explains why when he got to Ephesus in chapter 19, glory be to God in hell. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They say, we have no head. Yeah, uh-uh. What kind of Christians are you? You have no head. You have no head. You have no head. He sat down, talked to them, and then baptized them. In the name of Jesus. He now started teaching them. Within three years, they took over the entire religion. Because he was wondering, how will you make it without it? And guess what happened? The Bible said, then God wrought wonders and miracles through the hand of Paul. So much so that people would take their handkerchief and throw on him. And go. They were withdrawing. They were what? Revoying the release power. How was it releasing it? He was teaching them. He was sending them available. He was sending them to heal you right now. To provide for you. If you break the power of the devil, you. If you make. And they were beginning to receive miracles everywhere by faith. By faith. I say by faith. Hallelujah. Then number two, he said, uh-uh. he will quicken your mother body by his spirit. So still by faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The prophet will deliver. Here, what this Paul that was declaring, here what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. He said, Because I have the spirit of faith, so I believe and so I speak. There is a spirit of faith, it's the Holy Ghost. So when God speaks and I believe, if I truly believe by the spirit of faith, I will speak. The moment I'm, I'm believing and speaking, no devil is devil enough to stop me. Well, is somebody hearing me? Romans chapter 10 verse 10 says, the hard man believes and the man confession is made unto what? Miracles, deliverance, salvation, redemption. Praise the Lord. Then she's talking about this Holy Spirit. Okay, fine. If that be the case, hear what Paul says about the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues with all of you. Why are you speaking in tongues? He said, because you don't even know how to pray as you ought to. It's the Holy Spirit that prays through you. I'm telling you, your life can change overnight. If you only get what I'm saying, it can change no matter how terrible. It can change. 
It says, First Corinthians 14, 2. First Corinthians 14, 2. It says, when I pray in tongues, my understanding is unfruitful. So no matter how warped my understanding has become, begin to speak in tongues. Say, I'll beat in the spirit. I'm using mysteries. Unto God. And remember, I don't even know how to pray. So I'm praying, God, help me. Strengthen me. But what I need is brain. What I need is creativity. I don't even know how to say it. I can't articulate it. He says, take hold with me. With words that cannot be uttered, that cannot be articulated. And boom! Hear what Jesus said about this Holy Ghost. He said, when I will send him to you, he will come to you as the helper. Come on. Amplified Bible. As the comforter. Yeah. As your what? No, where? As your strengthener. As your intercessor. As your advocate. As your teacher. He now says, it will be all of this to you. Kadeke says, and if you need more, he's standing by. Because it's not going anywhere. I say it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Until he makes you what he wants you to be. But you have to come to a place of understanding. Receive in Jesus' name. I say receive in Jesus' name. <laughs> receive in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I say it will not leave you until he makes you what he wants you to be. But you've got to cooperate with him. How? By faith. You can be healed. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. How? By the spirit that was in you. So simply put, our problem is not a problem of power. We have it. It's a problem of faith. Really? Yes. Ephesians 3.20 God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can ever what? Ask or think according to the power that what works in you. The power is there. It's your faith. Put Mark eleven twenty four. Listen to this. Glory be to God in the highest. It's up to you. See, 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 see. No man owes you anything. You can't be angry with anybody that does not help you. What do you mean? We can all get help from him. He's inside of us. Stop running after men. When men should be running after you. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, there's no room for laziness. You don't come to church. You don't come to prayers. We are not mere professors. When you pray, do what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Believe what? That you receive. And you will what? You see this place in New King James, I say when you ask. I think in King James said, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe. And it what? You will receive them. So how do you release this power? Boom. By faith. So coming to talk to you today 
What makes you think anybody's going to get anything? Because I believe in the name of Jesus, by his grace, I believe. That's why I'm sure that you are receiving something. So what are you doing? I'm speaking his word. What makes you think speaking his word will get them to hear anything? Oh, I know that's the person of religion. I speak his word to people and they hear and their lives change. Because I know this word is power. He himself said the word I speak to their spirit and their what? Life. Hear Paul. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord. It is the Malaba unto what? Salvation. Talking about the anointing. Isaiah 10 27. In that day, <laughs> the anointing what? Shall leave the body and destroy the yokes. So, what are we saying? So, when I get into a place in the name of Jesus, I release it. My life is quickened. And he releases life to my body. So, even when I'm beaten like I'm going to die, he strengthens me. He with what should be dealt with because he's the spirit of healing. He raises from the dead. Come on. Is somebody hearing me? And not just for me. It will affect every other thing in my life. Uh-uh. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what I can ever think or dream, what I can ever desire. He will, he will outdo it. How? According to the spirit that is in me. The same way that he quickens my body by the spirit that is in me. Is somebody hearing me? I see your best is just beginning. In the name of Jesus. It does not matter how way down you are. The spirit of God dwells inside of you. So, if you read this scripture in Second Corinthians, it says, so come out from among them and rise up from among the dead. You don't belong there. Stop complaining and judging and complaining. Nobody, nobody. So, yeah, come on. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. Let him strengthen you. The best of you is ahead of you. In the name of Jesus. This year you will sing a brand new song. In the name of Jesus. Up from morning by morning, his mercies are new. I say every new day you sing a new song. In the name of Jesus. Where you have wept and wept and wept, it's time to sing and sing and sing. <laughs> where it's been crooked, it's time to be straightened out in Jesus' name. Where it's been rough, it's time to be smoothed out in Jesus' name. I, I, I say it's time for the glory of the Lord to manifest. And when it was, all eyes will see it. That's what it does. So even where you have been abused and put down, you'll begin to clap for God on your behalf in the name of Jesus. If you believe me, shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Let's just take two minutes to just thank God for this. And take one minute of the two minutes to release that power within you. See what will happen now. You have him. Let him flow. You have him. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you dwells in you if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you dwells in you he will quicken your mortal In you, 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 he will quicken 
your mortal body by His Spirit that dwells in you. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.